1: No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world, and today I'm in here with Old Man Saxon. How you doing, man?
0: I'm always good, man. How you doing?
1: Great. I became a big fan of what you were doing during your time on Rhythm & Flow. It sucks that you didn't make it further into the show because I really felt like every time you were given screen time on that show... You were doing very inventive flows, crazy, weird wordplay. I was just really, really impressed overall. Thank
0: you, man. Thank you. I really appreciate that, man. It sucks. Yeah, I, I could have went further. And what it really sucks about the story is that it ends with like a question mark. Like, mm. oh, you know, like uh, he could have. What would happen if he did the music video challenge? Like, yeah, it'd have been tighter or whatever. But um,
1: and that's kind of the the risk when you put yourself into that situation is. You know, sort of like setting yourself up for the chance at, at winning and also allowing yourself to be vulnerable enough that people might see you lose, yeah. knowing that you're going to get a lot of benefit along the way, but also that you're sort of, as an artist, entering yourself into this weird thing where you're going to let all these TV producers contextualize yeah. who you are as an artist. Very I mean, interesting to me.
0: Dude, the the contract for the show was the scary shit to sign cuz it literally was just like fuck le- like legal terms i can cuss right yo yeah yeah fuck legal terms it was like yo we can edit this footage however we want so right. like, even if you do well and like, we can we can say you didn't and all that so yeah it was good for me to like first of all, like you said like in the little bit of time i had on on camera people fucked with me so right. the impact was there but yeah it was scary the whole time not knowing what Oh, Oh, yeah, sorry. Not knowing what they could have done. Because I remember I was sitting in the van with two contestants, and it just, the thought went through my mind like, damn, like, what if I, like, shit on myself like on stage or something like just what if that happened and then i started saying it out loud and seeing that they were like like getting freaked out by it i was like i kind of ran with it a little more but still like yeah that shit was scary man you know what it's once in a lifetime chance
1: yeah take take me through a bit of your uh younger life though you're from denver
0: denver colorado yeah born and raised
1: okay Um, not necessarily known for its hip-hop scene
0: not at all no not at all
1: um great place to go though Thank you. Lovely.
0: Yeah, thank you. I man. spent a month out there one really? time.
1: Fantastic. It's a great place. In Golden. Okay, yeah, I don't know know much about Golden. We were riding bikes and like going into the city every day. Uh, So, I mean, yeah, I just really like Golden. Oh, no, I was in
0: Golden. I took the Polar Express with my kids. (laughs) A lot of
1: of, of white people activities going on in Denver is really where a lot of that is being propagated the skiing and the the Patagonia vests and such.
0: (laughs) The vests in particular. Yeah. But no, like, yeah, our, our hip hop scene isn't great. Like, and a lot of people would say, like, our biggest celebrity is uh i did not know that you were gonna go there yeah no was fucking crazy because i was just watching a little clip from that recently (laughs) and she 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 brings up uh trev rich yes yeah who's dope as fuck Mm. like we have really really good artists and i think there's a perception about denver just by itself that even how us denver natives take it like it's hard for us to get out of that little Mm. bubble right and for me and, I, and I'll say this with every interview, I'm not trying to be the Denver rapper at right. all because I, I know what that come, what comes with that. Right. Instead of just being t- bringing your artistry first and then being from Denver. Right. But I can't tell you how many times I've gotten someone be like, oh, you're putting Denver on the map, man. Why is it that we can't put Denver on the map? And, like, that's such a ridiculous... Like, concept. It's like, focus on your artistry first. What the fuck does it matter?
1: (laughs) Every artist is their own warrior going out there trying to do their own thing. You know, the idea of, like, a community... It can only really happen if there are a bunch of dope talented people. Absolutely. Like because at the end of the day, hip hop is the most cutthroat Machiavellian sport mm, on earth. Yeah. Everybody is out for themselves. You yeah, know? and the
0: problem with that is that everyone thinks that they can rap and in a way they can. Like they can rap. Yeah, you can you can <laughs> rap. Not everyone can rap well. But...
1: And even the people who rap well a lot of times. Still, it doesn't really matter yeah, because there's a lot more to it, and that's know.
0: the other thing about Denver too. Is that I, I don't think a lot of the artists have understood the, the more to it aspect mm. of it. Like it's a, it's a image. It's all that shit, which is why I, I go on stage with this suit and shit. But I would never wear that shit outside, of, outside of the stage. But that's who uh, I am as an artist.
1: I actually didn't think of it until you just mentioned it. I'm like, yeah. Like how, how did that come about? Maybe we're jumping ahead a little bit yeah, here, I but mean,
0: no. Um, the suit. It, the suit came from me being an opening act, like, and understanding how I hated opening acts. Like, mm. I didn't pay to see you stop rapping in my face, stop telling me to put my hands up. Like, just stop, just stop doing this as a person. And I realized whenever, like, if I was to be in the audience and see someone come out w- with a suit, all right, what's up? Mm. already right, what's up? And to see him, <laughs> see someone say, "I ain't never been in no water, I ain't never been in nobody's boat," and just be like. All right.
1: Oh, so you always start with that?
0: I start with that always. Okay. That's a, that's a must. I, I have different ones throughout the show, but I start with that always. And
1: I always think about it because I know a lot of guys who just don't ever go in the ocean. <laughs> and I'm like, is that what that kind of suggests?
0: No, so that's... No? <laughs> No, that comes from just, as old man Saxon, this idea of like, in rap, the younger black stereotypes have been done to death. Like, in a way Mm. where it's like, you know, I got tattoos and dreads, you know, I'm like the bad stereotypes. Mm. But there's rarely like the old man stereotype of black people. Like, all of those like little funny quips come from like, Old people in my family who are just so sheltered and like have not been on a plane right. or have not been on a fucking boat. <laughs> it's just like that's hilarious to me. That shit is so fun. So I'm trying to like play with that older stereotype rather than just the like. It's it, it. it's
1: very interesting because I mean yeah, hip hop fetishizes youth more oh, than yeah. almost anything else. So that that always occurs to me when I'll have an A R or whoever hit me up about an artist and it's a video of like a 16 year old kid with a handgun in mm-hmm. the projects. Mm-hmm. And he's got a shirt off, and he's got some tattoos and shit. And they're like, oh, this shit is hard. And I'm like, I mean, it might work, but it's like, are you yeah. really like you're you're okay with this? Yeah. This being your career is that you're just trying it to propagate will this? Will
0: work, and I think that's for me. It's never been necessarily about it working. Mm. It's for me, it's the difference between timely and timeless. And this young shit will eventually wear off. Mm. I tell this story all the time. The reason I'm old man Saxon is because I remember the day little Bow Wow took the little out of his name, wow. and he was just like, "I'm Bow Wow now, mm. nigga." Like, no, we saw that. <laughs> no, that <laughs> shit is documented. We saw all of that. Right. Instead of having this like uh, persona that you can grow into, mm. and you can just be like, nah, I'm a timeless person. So yeah, the the you shit, it, it it's timely and right. it lasts for right now. But like. All the best rappers, I mean, the best rapper, Jay-Z, <laughs> just right. turned 50 and he's still...
1: We never even really got to see like the young-ass Jay-Z yeah. so much because even early in his career, he was still pretty grown. He was like yeah, late 20s. Always,
0: yeah, he's always been way ahead of his time. Right. And you just talked to... Uh, X-rated, which wow. I just watched that interview. Crazy. Again. Did you? Wow. That was the craziest shit. Crazy, I right? <laughs> that, I never thought he was going to get yeah, out. Yeah, that was, that, was <laughs> that was the most. I appreciate that interview so much. That Thank shit was you. Great. That, that was an honor, um, yeah. But even him, I talked to him on Instagram Live once and just about like, Man, my favorite rapper was Mac Dre, mm. and because X-Ray sober. He doesn't drink. He doesn't do any shit. And I'm at a point now where I'm trying to do all my shows sober because mm. I can't go on tour and drink and then wake up and have to fly home and deal with my kids. It's just a lot, so I'm trying to do this shit sober. You like
1: having a few drinks?
0: Yeah, a few drinks. Even though, though, I, I know my family is... There's addiction in my family, so mm. I, I just want to catch that shit on the front end. That's dope. But um, he was even saying, like... Yeah, like Mac Dre, he was tight, but he was young. We idolize these kids, mm. but we don't realize, like, what would happen if Mac Dre grew up? He probably wouldn't still be talking about theism and, and you know, gig and all that shit. She's like, I was, I was Mac, Dre. like, but right. like, just equate it to me. I was talking about, you know, whatever I was talking about. Now I'm sitting here with you, spitting like amazing game to try to like change that.
1: Because it's like, these young rappers in a lot of ways are these like disposable toy soldiers for the labels to oh, send yeah. out there and sort of like propagate these, you know, unnecessary, unfortunate stereotypes that are super, super marketable. Like if, mm. if you're a kid who's just starting a random clothing line, like I know dudes who have random ass clothing lines where they do a bunch of different lean graphics or like, mm. you know, weird pill type yeah. graphics. That shit is the easiest thing on the yeah. earth to sell. I'm actually glad that I'm in a position where I'm high profile enough that I can never get away with it, mm. that it w- I would be called out immediately That's on the great. fact that I'm propagating <laughs> yeah. some evil shit yeah. right there. But as a younger man, I might have fucked with that or whatever. I remember getting a lot of shit for putting pot leafs on shirts back in the day and yeah. stuff. It doesn't seem like anybody's too concerned about that now. But, yeah, I mean, that that is like a question. Is like how do you go about building a brand that is based on spreading Positivity. Yeah,
0: and one of those things is like you said it's easier. Mm. One of those things is just way easier. Of course everyone's gonna go the easy route to make money. Mm. Um I've been doing this it took me ten years from when I started doing rap as a profession to get on rhythm and flow. Mm. And that's fucking ridiculous. Mm. <laughs> that's way too like I, pretty much and I think about it, like after having kids and shit and then still trying to rap, it's like you fucking loser, but it's like no. Like I'm <laughs> this is the hard route. Mm. And if I Think of it in, that, in those terms, like yeah, I could at any point be like, man, nah, I'm gonna make a song about lean, the lean pills or some mm. shit like that. That's just what the song is. <laughs> lean, like, pills. yeah, that shit would pop off. Yeah, but, but yeah, it's, one's <clears throat> one's easier, one's harder.
1: I mean, like, hip hop is an ever evolving conversation about you know what is acceptable, what has merit and stuff. And I mean, like, I think of that when I go back and I watch, like, uh, I was watching. Like this old Snoop and Dre video. I forget which one, but there's like a big house party, and there's just all these dudes, and they're spraying bottles of uh, champagne all over this girl. There's just her. and that's like the joke in the video. Is like, ha ha! Look at this bitch who got <laughs> champagne sprayed that's all over. The whole thing. I'm like, that would really not fly <laughs> these days. Tip
0: drill, yeah, yeah. all that. All that sh- but that's that's an interesting point. Just the word evolve in hmm. hip hop, right? Because I have this this theory that the re- that when hip hop gets stagnant is when it's kind of feeding off of itself. Mm -hmm. So they're the first... I tell this story a lot, but... Grandmaster Flash when you first, and I hate starting with Grandmaster Flash, but Grandmaster like Flash, you know, it's who's oh, this old name? <laughs> you feel like you, you know? date yourself yeah, a lot was, because you dating. brought
1: up uh, Africa <laughs> Bambata on one of your, okay, exactly. your moments on the yeah, show? Yeah, I <laughs> did. I was
0: like, yeah Of course. What's actually another thing that's funny about it is when they asked me, like, who are my influences? And I said, uh, Cap Calloway and Mac Dre. I actually said X-rated, too, but they mm-hmm. cut that. I said X-rated NE40. But back to the story. They don't
1: want to hear no underground <laughs> shit. Nah, hell no. Nah,
0: they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, but yeah. Grandmaster Flash, when he invented the Crossfader, that was the first he was the first person on Earth to go, you know, and do that shit. That background came from him being an electrician. So it's these outside influences that made hip-hop flourish. And then when we get to the stagnant places in hip-hop, it's when, oh, man, I hear this dude singing auto tune, talking about lean. I'm going to do that. And I'm going to put my twist on it. It's like, no, nigga, that's done. (laughs) That's been done. So it's this idea that hip-hop is ever-evolving, but the way that it flourishes is adding those outside influences.
1: And there's there's a lot of dope production that happens in hip-hop, obviously, but sometimes I feel like with the loss, of sampling, where it like just mm. doesn't make any sense for rappers to sample yeah. financially. That there's something that was lost in hip hop because hip hop in its original form was all about digging in the Distilling. crates and, and and grabbing some random record yeah. and finding that chunk on there. And now it's all mostly keyboards and synth and stuff. And Such it's, a good point. It's yeah, different.
0: It's completely different. Mm. And to. to <laughs> to a point now where Post Malone's album gets considered as a hip-hop album, when if you were to listen to that shit at any point in history 10 years ago, that's fucking blasphemy. Right. But yeah, that's a great point. It's, the sampling has kind of m- muddied those waters of what hip hop is too.
1: Mm. Like yeah. now when a rapper puts out a, a, like, you know, I think Fab just put out his like soul tape number or whatever, mm. but people talk about it like, wow, it's so crazy that he's still so dedicated that he actually used all these samples and paid for it. Yeah. Danny Brown. I, I, I saw that he had like a story where he said he spent $80,000 or whatever on samples for his project and how it didn't really make any financial sense but he wanted to do it as an artist now we look at that as this like freakish side thing that happens once in a while it
0: goes back to the easy and hard thing like it's that's a hard thing to do to like have to clear samples and shit just for your artistry like that's, Mm. that's the difference between artistry and consumerism pretty much
1: it's true so um where were you at in your career uh When you started to embark on attempting to do rhythm and flow, and like, what were the were there any like major milestones? Because I saw you had like, you've had videos going back however many years, and you've had like videos that had millions of views from like four years ago.
0: Absolutely, I was teaching rap at the Musicians Institute, like right down the street on Hollywood. Yeah, I was the professor of rap and. That shit still blows my mind. I, every time they introduced me to the professor of rap, I was like, oh, shit. Like That's crazy. <laughs> like, that is crazy. I'm supposed to have like, some like, dignity. I'm like, oh, I am the professor of rap. But yeah, I was doing that and still just making music videos. And before that, I was homeless as fuck, just trying to, like, still trying to make it in this rap game. And I realized, too, when I was homeless, like, I'm fine with being broke for people to hear my music. And that was what changed it for me Is like trying to make it in the rap game.
1: So you were someone that was really willing to sacrifice everything because, yeah. how'd you actually end up homeless though? Is there just like a point where the rent just runs out yeah. and you're like, fuck it, I'm not getting a job, I'm gonna keep focusing on yeah, the music? Yeah, that's pretty
0: much it. I, I quit my job testing video games at Konami and I <laughs>
1: <laughs> You got some weird arcs yeah, in this story. Yeah, man.
0: <laughs> if we had If we had like the time time, yeah, it'd be everything is just fucked up. Wow. Um, testing video games at Konami, one of the worst jobs ever. Really? A lot of nice people, yeah. Just really. running
1: around trying to find bugs, you're just like so, mashed into a wall until
0: something happens. so this was the the straw that broke the camel's back. We had a game on the PSP or PS Vita or something called Silent Hill Book of Memories. Okay. And it's a dungeon crawler, overhead dungeon crawler, and it's 500 levels, right? Each level takes between 20 to 45 minutes. So I would play through this shit day after day after day, get to level, let's say, 284. There'll be a bug in 284. I'd call the developer and say, hey, there's a bug in 284. They go, oh, awesome. Send me another build of the game. I have to start from level one and played a 284 just to see if they fixed that bug. And then 285 might break. <laughs> it was one of the worst jobs ever.
1: And there's like a fleet of other dudes as well doing yeah, this. because all of us just in a oh room about this God. big,
0: lined up, each with a computer system. Terrible. When terrible. I was
1: a little kid, I used to read articles about dudes who that was their job and think that that was what I wanted to do when yeah, I grew up. Yeah, and
0: that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Terrible life choice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like that's really amazing. bad and uh, yeah, but that was the thing. There was people in there who loved, loved video games. Right. I didn't fuck with it like uh, that. Okay. And then I'd get home, my roommate'd be like, "Let's play Madden." And I'd be like, Sh- <laughs> <laughs> "Shut up, <dude." laughs> um, so yeah." I lost. I quit that job, and then just didn't have any money. Just didn't have any money. Got into like a little thing with my roommate at the time. Started living with my like ex, and then she moved to Poland, and then I was just like, "All right, this is it now. <laughs> this is it." Mm-hmm. Posted in my car for thirteen months. And just wrote music.
1: Was that a terrible 13 months, or was it in some ways uh, liberating because you got to focus on your craft?
0: Terrible, My mask going to be fucked up. Terrible six months in the beginning, terrible seven months in the beginning, all the rest of it, super liberating. Really? Because you can't just, like live in a house your whole life and then not live in a house and then think you know what the fuck's going on. Like, nah like, I, there was some, like, growing pains, like, trying to figure out where to park. Yeah. Where the fuck do I sleep? The first time I slept out, I slept in Hollywood Hills. Some like really nice neighborhood, and I was like, "Oh yeah, there's no one up here. There's no one here. I can sleep in the back of my car." And I woke up <laughs> to like a parking attendant who's just like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> like, this is the, There'd be a bunch more people here. Get the fuck out.
1: That is an area where a lot, any crime or any disturbance <laughs> is definitely yeah. gonna be noticed. Like, you what know, are doing? he just
0: was so just like. This is disgusting. Come on, man. This ain't going to work out here. (laughs) How did you think that would work? Um, And then I moved to, or moved, I drove (laughs) to like Koreatown, where it's like, Ugh, like, yeah, Hectic. yeah, yeah. And I like had my car broken into three times while I was sleeping in the back of it, like, just sleeping in the back, just wake up to like my doors closing. It's <laughs> like, all right, that's what's up. What? Um, I woke up to this. <laughs> I slept like somewhere else in Korea town, like house hitting. Went back to my car, woke up to three used condoms in my car, just like, just really, yeah, three used ones, Who too. bus, three nuts, three. Yeah Who busts three And just leaves them there Like while they're Doing the other two I like, wonder if uh, some of the
1: condoms Were like defective Or they just like Didn't go no, on right all Try all to put it on backwards them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they
1: all... If you're breaking into The backseat of a car To fuck Maybe just go yeah. raw dog. Man this bitch Must have had something <laughs> He was scared I mean, Yeah honestly
0: Just like Just do it Ugh, Yeah the, the Just of,
1: forces your Your, your imagination yeah, To go crazy One of the crazy. worst things
0: was uh, <laughs> Having to clean it up Oh. And I picked it up and just a little piece dripped from it and I was just like, God damn it. Like this is my life right now. It's the smallest little bit drip. <laughs> and oh, so yeah, no. I say all that to say it was fucked up yeah. for like the first seven months. And after that I started to get the hang of it, sleeping in Echo Park, right by the lake. You know, like right there, open my windows, hear some water, see people walking by, and not just like crazy ass people like mm-hmm. Uh, scouting my truck and shit
1: I was just over there the other day That, that would be a nice place Great, to chill out you know?
0: And yeah so it was like it It made me realize Obviously like the cliche shit Like I'm stronger than I thought I was And all that But it also made me realize like I don't need much I don't need much. Like none of us really needs that much. Right. I had a car, I had a pen, I had a pad, I had the internet on my phone and I was good.
1: I'm even like, that right there because a lot of people like to them if they don't have studio time or at least man. like a bedroom set up, they wouldn't even be able to comprehend making yeah. music.
0: No, nah, you can you can make music. Any fucking where you want. I had the, my phone and the uh, memos on my phone. Record a song there. Go to the studio. Here's the song that I've recorded already. Let's do it. Right. So yeah, that was that was a chill last time. It was. It was super chill.
1: Actually. So you end up getting a spot though after that.
0: Yeah, I was because while I was um, homeless, I was working at a little Italian restaurant in Los Feliz or okay. Los Feliz, however y'all say it. Um, Just
1: saving up money because saving up money. Right.
0: One of the people. I, he was an uber driver for one of my friends we ended up like hooking up because he had like he's a producer he ended up working at the restaurant that I was working at and then I moved in with him oh. um but yeah that was after 13 months of and I didn't tell him either that I was like homeless, but he thought something was up when I moved in. I just had one bag, <laughs> I had a duffel bag from Goodwill. Oh like, shit! Here we go. When,
1: when you're homeless, though, was it like a constant sort of fear of people figuring it out, and was it tough to like yeah. stay clean yeah. and everything?
0: Yeah. So I didn't tell my mom. I didn't tell any of my family. I only told one of my friends, really. So, and the thing that I would do. Cause I'd get like I'd still be trying to go out and like, fuck, like, because
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you meet a girl that has a house to stay at, yeah. you just hit a lick. All yeah. of a sudden, yeah. it's <laughs> way more than some pussy. All of a sudden, you got a I'm place still, to stay. I'm still a
0: human. She I'm might make talk. you eggs in the morning. Yeah, and that happened. Oh, that happened. Because the, the 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 move was, hey y'all, like, what's up, baby? I'm saxon, cool. Where do you live? I asked her first, like early in the conversation, just random weird shit, like, oh, mm-hmm. where do you stay? So that I could say, I lived on the whole other side of town. Like, just in case she's asked me first, and I'm like, uh, uh, Silver Lake. And she's like, oh, me too, where? And I'm like, I'm oh, staying oh, in fine. Temecula. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm just always saying I live in Riverside or some shit. So, yeah, like, that, that, was, that was weird as shit. And then as far as like clean, like drinking and shit, nah, it wasn't a thing. It was never. And I swear, that's so weird that you bring that up. Because I didn't even start, like, drinking and doing drugs, like, until I got a place. Right. Like, there was no, like, I swear, it was like, I'm not about to, like, get drunk and go sleep in the back of my car. That's no fun. There's you know, no like, glamour in yeah. that. boring yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and shit. So, yeah, when like, do drugs and sit and, do well, like yeah so until i got a house i started like getting a little bit more wild right
1: but but, but so there was never a part of you because like for me when i imagine being homeless i imagine like oh all right i'm gonna have to rob somebody like <laughs> like i'm gonna have to do all kinds of I i'm mean, gonna go steal nah, shit gonna, yeah nah. and
0: because that's funny you say that too because there's a lot the stigma behind like a homeless person i think mean, we all have like someone in our mind just when we say like homeless person I realized how many people were, like, in my position. I would go to Barnesdall Park, like, uh, I don't know if you know where it is, like, um it's right here on Hollywood Boulevard. I'd sit there in my car, literally, if I didn't have work the whole day and just try to write until the park closed, and I would see same young, young 20-something-year-old black dude, 30-something-year-old white woman, just these were people who were, obviously didn't have homes, because the fuck are y'all doing here with me with all your clothes in the back seat, mm. just chilling, so... I, I, it's I say, more common
1: than you think. Yeah,
0: mm. and I say that to say, like, it doesn't necessarily change who you are. Like, if I wasn't about to rob no one when I had a house and I was broke, mm. I wasn't about to do it because I was homeless. It's very similar to, like, after you have a kid. Like, it, you think, like, it changes you, but it really just makes you who you are even mm, more. Mm. You know what I'm saying?
1: I guess I'm a robber, because, man, I would be robbing <laughs> somebody if I didn't have some money right now, too. <laughs> not not even that. I was just, like, I would have to, I would start selling drugs. Yeah, 100%. No, I'd like, I just, I
0: just be who you are. You know, that's real. just, like, where my my mind goes like, this might be in your blood, man.
1: Yeah, because like I was watching a video about this dude weird. side no, but I was watching a video about a dude who makes YouTube videos where he goes to like Ross, dress for less, and he knows what shit he can buy for like ten dollars that he could sell on eBay for twenty. And All that's right. his whole hustle.
0: So, yeah, he's he's on another level. I'm like, man, I'd be that's stealing very, that shit. <laughs> very time consuming. Take Jesus,
1: that right? shit. Yeah, but he's like, I can make a hundred dollars a day, and like, I'm self employed. I'm like, shit, I, I see that. I also, see the value, I in that. With
0: Ross. I want to shout out Ross right I, now.
1: I was thinking about. I don't think I ever been in. It's there. great. Really? It's.
0: I mean, nah. like it's a trash dump full of clothes, and they just put everything <laughs> in a pile. You just pull it. But I found some good shit at Ross. Shout out oh, to I Ross. Really know. Sponsor me. Please.
1: I didn't know that. So okay, you're. Uh, working at this restaurant And you have this apartment When you hear about Rhythm and Flow Or
0: Yeah um, so, <laughs> so Within the span of like A year and a half I got My apartment And then I got My partner pregnant In like A year of being Newly not homeless And so I had One kid uh, Accident And I'll let them know that When they grow up <laughs> um, And then I had an- Another kid 17 months later So I say all that to say, too, like, it was the universe just working out for me. Like, i got these two kids. I'm working as a teacher, which doesn't pay shit, really. I'm still trying to rap, and I'm still just trying to do me. And if at any point, I believe at any point, I steered left to do anything different, to like, fuck that, I'm going to get an office job or anything, I wouldn't have got on Rhythm and Flow. Mm. So, yeah, that Rhythm and Flow came right at the right time.
1: So how did you hear about it?
0: Once again, if I'd have steered left, I wouldn't have got heard about it, because my boss at the Musicians Institute, Deborah Bird, she's the vocal coach for um, The Voice, she's the vocal coach for, coach for American Idol, so she knows, she knows people, so... She told me about it. She gave me the application when it was just called Untitled Hip Hop Project. <laughs> that's what it was called. And I was just like... And for the longest time, I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, I that's, don't a wanna... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a terrible name. Yeah, that's <laughs> terrible. Because even before that, I had gotten like an uh, application to do The Four. I mean, I remember The Four. Oh, that shit was bad. Mm. Um, and thank, thank, thank God I didn't, I didn't get it. But she gave me the application three months before it was released to the public. I filled it out, and then tip and cardi b said we got a show coming out fill this application out and i clicked it again and it was the exact same application mm. so i heard it from that and yeah and i was telling because if the reason they did it like that i believe is if you tell the world at one time we're looking for rappers that, you're fucked <laughs> like, you're like oh shit you want some rappers here you go right. and they're gonna be a, not a lot of them are gonna be great so they had like a little select few which I think D Smoke was one of those people I think a lot of the people who were probably in the last the last couple episodes got the application before everyone else did
1: okay yeah so so to say that like they sort of maybe had people in particular that they were leaning towards that were supposed to sort of be the stars of the show?
0: I wouldn't I wouldn't say the stars of the show, but they wanted people that they knew could perform. That right. they knew because it was people I, I, I get a lot of people in Denver like, Man, I can't wait till I'm on that show next season. Like I'm a, I'm gonna kill it. No, nigga. We got we were chilling at our homes and then a month later Hey, we need you to come perform in front of Cardi B, T.I., and Chance and Snoop right now. Mm. You have to be in a certain mindset as a performer and an entertainer to just be like, oh, okay, let's yeah. do it. Cause our man, there was people. Oh man, I, oh man, I can't believe it. Like, uh, oh, Cardi B's out there. Like, no, no. Cardi, in the same reason, the same like energy you're thinking of that, putting that in, it should be like, oh, okay, Cardi B's out here. Let me do that shit. Right. Not everyone can do that. Mm. So they had their people who they were like, okay, he's performed before. He has this many views on his videos. They have this. Let's get them. Because right. if we just get a million applications of people who we don't know have it, we don't have a show.
1: So are you going into the show thinking... I really need to go crazy because they have people that they kind of want to push through, so I need to really overperform.
0: I went into that show doing the same shit I did every show that I've done. Like, I, I, I wasn't tripping about, like... Literally anybody else. If you see, like, the five minutes of screen time that I have on that whole show, the only time I'm talking is when I'm performing. Uh-huh. So I wasn't worried about nobody fucking else. I was actually like, damn, y'all are really, like, giving a lot of energy to something that y'all don't really need to give energy to. Mm. So for me, it was just like, nah, I'm just going to do what I've been doing.
1: Right. Yeah. Because there's, like, you. The, I mean, that's the attitude is you could either ha- be nervous as fuck for this. Mm. Or you could just do it. Yeah. And being nervous isn't gonna make you any better. It's not gonna, you know, freaking out for days or weeks beforehand or thinking about the enormity of rapping in front of Chancellor Rapper yeah. is not gonna help you.
0: And, uh, and I'll, I'll add to that by saying the the nervous is actually fine. Being nervous is fine. That's some sort of energy that you're holding for yourself to get out something better. Like they, nerves are fine. I watched mm. an interview with Kanye. He said I get nervous every show. Kanye. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's normal. It's the it's the doubt. It's like the other, it's the negative nervous that, that we're talking about. It's the, like anxiety to mm. it. That's what it is. It's not the nerves. It's the like, oh, well, what is Chance going to do? You should be nervous. You're about to take something that you made and show the world. Like, that's fucking, yeah, that's nerve-wracking. To
1: me, it's like you practice to beat out the nerves like because mm. i i could have if they tell me tomorrow i gotta interview jay-z i'm gonna be nervous as fuck yeah. and i'm gonna sit down in front of my computer and i'm gonna fucking study jay-z for yep. 12 hours and then by the end of it i'm not gonna be that nervous Absolutely. anymore you know? that's such
0: a good point because i realized too that my a lot of my nerves and anxiety came from not being prepared mm. when i was teaching like whenever i didn't wasn't prepared for the lesson i'd be like oh shit like what the fuck am i gonna say but once I was prepared, it was like, oh, okay, yeah, you're absolutely dead on with that.
1: Right, like if you if you go out there and you don't know your rap that well, yeah. but if you've done it 300 times in front of the mirror, yeah. then, you know, yeah. wh- what, what are you going to do? Yeah, but I absolutely. guess that does happen to some people. They get up there and they just forget.
0: Yeah, it's not for everyone. They, right. they knew what they were doing. They definitely did.
1: Definitely. So, it, you know, one thing that really kind of stood out to me as odd was just the— the lyrical content of everyone seemed like it like avoided any sort of like you know threat like mostly like threats of violence any sort of like real like street talk or whatever and I, and I was wondering is that kind of just because everybody realizes that they're rapping in front of chance the rapper and that you probably want to go clean or was there ever any sort of instructions about lyrical content because i just felt like everyone and probably a lot of it has to do with who was picked Mm -hmm. but everyone went in a very like different direction than a lot of modern day rap
0: that's actually really interesting i didn't i would never noticed that um the only, the only like lyrical, I guess it was like even performance direction was to don't sound like Drake. They didn't want us to do any sing-songy melodic shit. Interesting, um, and that's fair, and, and I get that. But from what you're saying, and also let me say this real quick: they edited the fuck out of that show. I like bet. they cut pretty much all of my cipher verse. They cut a lot of shit. So, and with that being said, I didn't. We don't get to see the other people rap when mm. we're backstage. So. Maybe they cut a lot of that shit out. Right. They could have done that just because of, you know, TV shit. With that also with that being said, I say that a lot. Um Gangster rap's hard to do if you're not gangster. <laughs> <laughs> it, true, it is true. It's just really hard. Yeah. The reason the reason uh X Ray was talking about this, he was like, Yeah, people fucked with me because I was just saying What the fuck was happening? Like it wasn't like I was doing. Like I'm. He's like it's crip. Like it's crip. But this is what this is. Like this isn't like a me trying to be crip. This is crip. So for if a lot of the people, I would assume most gangsters aren't trying out for reality TV shows. (laughs) I mean that's that's my that's my. But like
1: when when I just think about what I was watching on that show versus when I do these live streams where people just donate for me to check out their music and Mm. stuff, it's like. So much of what I get sent on there is basically some sort of like weird emo rap thing where they're basically they're inspired by Lil Peep, Juice World, maybe something like Post Malone or whatever, where they're just doing the sort of like melodic mm. thing. It's definitely mm. not about rapping. Yeah. A lot of times there's like an obvious X influence. A lot of times there's people who kind of sound more of like a, a Takeh hey or like you know even like a Chief Keef type thing. There was so like so much of the people on Rhythm and Flow were just like rapper rappers. Mm. Yeah, like, they
0: made that stay. They they made that super clear. Mm. They made it super. In fact, they <laughs> it's so clear that Ray Khalil. Uh, I don't know if y'all remember her. She was like the one with the glasses and the dread. She right, lost right, in the right. battle to big Mouth. But yeah. Ray Khalil, when she did her audition, I'm a queen. No, that's Felicia George. Oh. <laughs> her ancestors are behind her. No, this is Ray Khalil. <laughs> she, she
1: just kept saying, I'm a queen, no matter what they <laughs> were asking. Felicia tight. was tough too.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, Ray Khalil, when she did her audition, like in front of Snoop and all that, she did more of a melodic type of thing, and they said, No. Really? She cannot do that. So she had to do her actual audition <clears throat> thing was like something that she just came up with like within that 24 hours.
1: It's so interesting, because when they tell you like, don't do like a Drake-type thing or whatever, Drake is the most influential mm-hmm. rapper of the last 10 years. And that's a conversation I was having with somebody, is I'm like, there's nobody on that show that reminded me of like a Playboy Cardi, an Uzi, a melodic type of thing. And everybody seemed like a real rapper rapper who probably writes out their verses mm-hmm. and stuff. Whereas when you listen to most rap these days, it feels like most people are punching in. Oh, yeah. It's very much like this sort of like uh, you know cerebral, like just sort of off the top of the head type thing. Yeah. Whereas rhythm and flow is such a, a different, you know, and and you if you like real rap, you definitely got a lot of good oh, shit yeah. out of it in terms of artists that
0: yeah fulfill I, that. Yeah, I think modern hip hop today is very ethereal, and mm. it's very like you need to hear it on. A record, mm. like that's what like the post Malone type shit is, and I kind of I really appreciate rhythm and flow for doing that because they could have had the top four just be like, oh girl, like that could have mm. been the whole top four from like, the whole finale. So <laughs> and, yeah, they made sure like, nah, y'all better rap.
1: And it's like if you're doing a rap contest. It's like if you put D Smoke up against Playboy Cardi and you're judging who's the better rapper, how the mm, fuck are you mm. gonna pick Playboy Cardi when yep. he's not really doing anything? Like yeah. and his music is huge, he's unbelievably successful. But it's like, how do you really quantify the value in that versus somebody who's really rapping their ass off? And in particular, D smoke seemed poised to win the whole thing mm-hmm. because he had all of these sort of other attributes with yeah. the Spanish and the yeah. instruments and stuff. It's like it seems so perfect to make that point of yeah. look at how how great a hip-hop musician can be. Yeah,
0: and I... Yeah, once again, I I applaud them for having the us just rap because, yeah, that would have been some bullshit if it was a D-Smoke versus Playboy Cardi and Playboy did some hype shit and D-Smoke came out with the Delisha Key shit and... Bikari, well, that'd be fucking terrible. That'd be absolutely <laughs> Weird, terrible. Yeah, yeah. And I also say, like, yeah, D Smoke should have won. Like, absolutely. I and I'll I'll say this too. <laughs> Whoever wins our battle, I think wins the whole show. Mm-hmm. But yeah, D-Smoke, D Smoke is he's the whole package. Mm-hmm. He is a great uh example of how great hip hop can be.
1: Do you think that the fans in, in terms of who you talk to and stuff, because I mean I think he's amazing. It seems, I assume it seems a little weird to the fans that somebody from L.A. who is like related to people who are very clearly in the music industry, who has a fair amount of connections and stuff, ended up being the dude who won this thing. I feel like a lot of people at home are probably like in Kansas thinking they could win this thing. And then somebody who wins is somebody who realistically (laughs) probably had a a good shot at making a a rap career without this show.
0: That's interesting. Um, So... Just take everything you just said, and I hear it now. With D. Smug's performance of what he did in his finale, I wouldn't care. I don't care if he's Michael Jackson's kid. Mm. That motherfucker. <laughs> well, that was beautiful. What he did, like it was really beautiful. I don't think that I've heard a lot of like conspiracies and type of type things going on. I, I don't think that was it. Um, and if it was it, they did a great job of executing it. But mm. he was the best. In the show, he mm. was the best. And I'll, I'll say this though, we, we they almost tried to bullshit me. When when me and D Smoke battled, it was like, cool, we battled, yada, yada, yada. And they didn't know who the fuck was gonna win. And they said, all right, audience, who we've already told, like this dude's from Inglewood, California, all right, audience, we're gonna do like a, a crowd like participation, like who won? And I was like, no, like, you can't do that shit. Like, he's from Inglewood, He's from here. Wow, like you can't do that. So, no, I, I, I don't think there was any type of crazy conspiracy thing. But, yeah, that was a story that, that happened that made me. <laughs>
1: That's interesting. Yeah, because yeah, it's like when you watch it, too, like, sometimes somebody will fuck up in their rap. And then that becomes this big overhanging, like, thing in that episode of, like, this guy fucked up his mm-hmm. words that one time. But it's kind of like. I mean, that doesn't really make sense to me as somebody who watches rappers in the studio constantly Mm. and sees that that is what you do is you fuck up over and over. And even on stage, you're not going to have to perfectly deliver your verse. Almost everybody has a backing track. And it's like, I know that they're taking, if they show you rapping for 30 seconds on camera that you didn't just rap for 30 seconds, they could have easily left you fucking up out.
0: I think for all the audience that watch rhythm and flow, y'all don't understand how many people fucked up. People right. fucked up so much in that in that perform in that show, and yeah, you're right. I don't think it was uh, exact science of who's going to be the best rap superstar, and I think they would say that this was their first season. Like you know, we didn't know exactly what to do because for me to have to wait until I battle someone to write a song to show you how good of an artist I am is a little fucking ridiculous <laughs> yeah, it's, <pretty laughs> it's, a little, yeah, it's it's like doing good. a
1: game show where they're just making you like <laughs> jump through random hoops of yeah. fire yeah. and shit you know where it's a
0: trivia show yeah. like, no what the fuck did I just in your happen?
1: rap career you will never have to battle someone never ever
0: ever, ever, ever.
1: <laughs> you probably won't even have to make a song at someone no. but you definitely won't have to yeah. battle someone no, so
0: I think they knew that they kind of like they They could have handled that better. But yeah, it's their first season. I'm not mad at them. Right. Yeah, it's not an exact science.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I thought it was super funny too. I'm not sure where you uh, fit uh, belief wise, but I just love the fact that anyone who said anything remotely like dark or anti religious at all, that chance was just, he did not try to hide his bias at all. He was just like, I wasn't (laughs) fucking with that. (laughs) Nope. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's yeah. just like,
1: I thought this was supposed to be about the music, not like yeah, your belief system.
0: There was definitely, and I hope this isn't like, man, fuck it. No offense was, to chance. Yeah, Huge yeah and fan. also no offense to chance either, what I'm about to say, but there was definitely a conversation behind the scenes of like, Man, he loves God too much. <laughs> like, like everyone was just like not everyone was just like, damn. But I, I never had to deal with that because I wasn't saying anything like mm. on either side of the, the 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 spectrum. But yeah, the people who did like test it, yeah, they they were like, man, <laughs> Some bullshit, man. Yeah. Yeah, even uh, yeah. No, I'll leave it at that. It was funny as hell
1: seeing Cardi too, because Cardi like at times would just be like you know, I, I thought that you're a good rapper, you made a great <laughs> song, but you just, I not never imagine it playing in the club. And it's just like, why does it have to be played in the club? Not every song has to be played in the there club. There
0: were a couple of questionable <laughs> like things like, yeah, like, that's going to scare white people. Yeah. <laughs> you can't say that. A <laughs> that was, lot of
1: the best rap music of all time yes! scared, scared white, white people. people. And that was a big part of its appeal.
0: Yeah, that was... Um... Yeah, there were some questionable judgments, and I'll and I'll say this too. I was the biggest Cardi like advocate backstage, like because mm. people were like, I'm talk. I'm, I don't know if I should say all this, but people were like, kind of like, oh, why, what does she know? Like, right. what does she know about rap
1: Well, sometimes she's not even using like actual words. Just <laughs> like, that song. and it's just and it's so funny because the whole audience is laughing and so hyped on this answer and i'm like she didn't say anything (laughs) but but i get it she is kind of charming without really saying anything i
0: I, I had her back (laughs) Cardi i had your back the whole time
1: she's rad i just sometimes i'm watching her like why are we all falling for this
0: well i I know why it's because no one else could do it mm. if if if, uh, if someone else could be Cardi B right now they would have been Cardi B right like she's one she's really <laughs> one of a kind mm. that's it we're falling for for a rarity
1: a lot of the best like actors are like dudes who can carry movies i don't know if you're f- super familiar with Adam Sandler but mm-hmm. when i think about Billy Madison mm. Like the shampoo and the conditioner are fighting. <laughs> it's like, when I look back on that now, I'm like, why was this so fucking funny? Because from, from any actor who is less charming or like, yep. oh, hello, Mr. Penguin. It's yep. like, it, this would seem so stupid, but he's like a good enough actor to pull it off. And yep. that's, if you could pull off like dumb physical comedy and like weird facial gesture comedy, then you got it.
0: Yep, Cardi got it. <laughs> Car you got
1: it, dude. that's crazy so you get off the show has it opened a lot of doors for you just in terms of i'm sure that a shitload of people like because for me i'm watching the show and everybody that i'm in any way anyway interested in i'm like checking my mm. instagram to see if they ever dm me mm. like hitting people up just to like i hit you up i'm like yeah. man you won that battle
0: <laughs> thank and
1: you i'm guys. just like it's so cool to be able to offer people commentary in real time while yeah. watching the show
0: no that was great that was really great by the way i oh, appreciate the okay. fact. because i yeah i've gotten a couple of those just from like random random people and it's been like oh well yours was one of the ones where I was like I read it and I was just like what the fuck like <laughs> what is, how did this come and the game hit me up one time and I was just like what the fuck like, like those type of interactions have been new like that shit has been beautiful now with that being said again I'm gonna stop saying that for the rest of the show
1: it's um, a, a good term phrase <laughs>
0: uh, it didn't help musically as well, as much as people would have thought. Because people, like, I got like an extra, almost 200,000 followers just from the show, right? That's cool. But people are following me because I was on a reality show Mm. more than... Uh, me being a good artist, it's right? a different type of fan base, yeah, yeah. It's like I can get people to like like my pick of like me interviewing my daughter, but I can't get that person to come to my show. Mm. Hell not nah, they don't want to see that because they like they like the allure of oh, she was a reality TV show, y'all don't give a fool. y'all know any of my songs. Um, so that's been a little bit, um, that's a hard space to navigate because right. once again, all I can do is just keep doing me, but yeah, it's been, um. Weird, have it's you been put weird. out a lot
1: of music since then? Like, is, Do you have a feeling that if you were to go all out for a video or a, a project or whatever, that, that you could manage to get a lot more attention on it?
0: Yeah. Um, I think specifically for a video, yes. Um, it's just harder for people that don't know you to listen to just your music. Yeah. So if I put a video out, which I will be very soon, um, I think I'll get a lot of traction on it. But I just put out an album, and it's, yeah, it's doing okay. But it's not... The same amount of likes that if I put out a fucking picture of uh, me and Cardi B picked, like a pick, you know, some shit like that. Do it's you feel like same.
1: if you had made it deeper into the show that this, the effect would be way amplified? Because I've noticed that a few of the people that made it to the final round have like a million plus followers Man. now. And I, I don't know to what if extent they might say the same thing about their music now.
0: Yeah. Um,. D-Smoke, when he put out his angle with high tape, it was, I think it charted. like Because really? people, yeah, people were down. Like, yeah, we got to see you make your song. We, right. I'm a big believer of people, like, understanding the process. If you understand the process, like, mm. you will become more a part of this artist's life. That's
1: the whole problem in rap is just to humanize yourself. How do you convince yes. people that you actually are the kind of person they should give a fuck about?
0: Yeah, and I think for, for Smoke and The Last Four, they got to see them write songs. They got to see them prepare for live shows. They got to see them do the live shows. So yeah, that... For me, the thing that sucks about it, for for me, uh, losing to Smoke is that's where my story ends on Rhythm and Flow. And my name is always connected to Smokes in some way. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, you should have beat Smoke. Oh, man, like it would have been tight to see you beat Smoke and go to the music video channel. It's never just like, oh, man. It's not never. Let me not say that. A quarter of the time, it's me being related to Smoke in some way.
1: And it's weird because you like the guy. No animosity. You're not like, damn, he's a talented guy. Yeah,
0: not at all. That's the homie. Yeah. And I never got the first time I got to see him rap is when he stood in front of me and said, I "Look like Steve Harvey." That was the first <laughs> time I got to see him rap.
1: Dude, I'm a fucking Steve Harvey convert now. I love that guy. Really? He's so funny. I don't he's know.
0: He's a doofus. You don't like him? This dude God said. <laughs> <laughs> so he had this like motivational thing, like after his like Steve Harvey show or whatever, and he's like, "Yo." <laughs> y'all shouldn't sleep eight hours a day that's crazy like the real people who like <laughs> only sleep like three hours yeah. a day. so what the fuck are you talking about are you like trying to not get me to sleep Steve Harvey yeah. that's dumb do, as fuck do you
1: remember this thing that came out where he put out a memo that was basically telling everybody who's on the set of his TV yes. show that they're not allowed to talk to him in the hall because he's sick and tired of people trying to vulture his time out of him see
0: I'm with that actually so I, tight. Yeah, I can fuck with that yeah. I feel
1: that sometimes can, where like if I'm backstage at a show and I feel like like, if I'm not in direct communication with someone yeah. for three seconds, that someone's going to be like, big, yeah. hey, let me tell you about my SoundCloud. Oh, sound.
0: So this is the conversation I had with X-Ray about me trying to do this shit sober and having this realization that the only reason I'm drinking is for the before and the after the show. Mm. It's not for the performance. I've been doing performance for my whole life. I know how. To, I got that shit down. It's this social anxiety, and he said it too. He said, yeah, I got social anxiety too. His for a different reason because he... He's ready to go. If some shit pops off, like, I'm ready. Like, that social he anxiety. He's scared of himself. Yeah. <laughs> My social anxiety comes from just not wanting to talk to people mm. and hating small talk and, like, that type of shit. So, yeah, man, I have that same. I, I, that's where the Steve Harvey comes out in me is just to, like, I don't want to be zapped of any energy mm. before or after any of that shit. And then, so then I drink and
1: (laughs) do (laughs) drugs. That makes sense to me. The the final thing I want to say with Steve Harvey though is that I watched a shitload of uh, Family Feud as a as a kid, and then like I was an adult by the time they switched him out for Steve Harvey on the Mm. show. So I had never really seen it, and then randomly on YouTube I clicked on a video of like, the, the funniest, like, the worst answers. Yeah. And it's just Steve Harvey just mocking these people when they got the wrong answer. And I just immediately, like, reconsidered Steve Harvey That's as what a person. got you to convert? Because, you know, when it was, was it, no, Bob Barker was Price is Right. It was Drew Carey for a long time, but who was it before that?
0: Uh, Family Feud?
1: Yeah. Um, oh. Louie
0: Anderson was a couple oh, yeah. of years, oh, but yeah. he wasn't the very last one. And then it was the dude from Home Improvement for a little bit. You remember that? Tim Allen? Nah, the other dude, the worst, the worst dude, the neighbor, not the neighbor. His like homie, uh, forget Al his name. Borland, yeah, it was, it was Al. Al was the host, and then yeah. before Steve Harvey, I don't remember.
1: But when Steve Harvey takes over Family Feud, it's just like. You know, it's just such a different breed of comedy.
0: Yeah. And it's just
1: so much funnier to see this guy. I don't know, man. I just I became a fan as soon as I watched (laughs) that one YouTube video. I'm gonna get cable and just start watching Family Feud. You're not gonna get cable. No, no. no. (laughs) I would go on that show in a heartbeat though. That would be the best thing ever. Yeah. You and your family just teaming up. It must be so fun. That's great. (laughs) So much camaraderie. Um so yeah, what's your life like uh these days and like uh, what's been going on that's different?
0: Um shows. A lot of shows I'm going on tour mm-hmm. um, Which is why I'm trying To catch this Like addiction thing <laughs> Before I go on tour mm-hmm. That's what the Munch Juice World That mm-hmm. whole thing happened Like I never Like There was no like Immediate like connection To him Like I didn't really Listen to his music Or like fuck Like with him like that But when he died That shit got me In the way It's like Oh yeah Like Addiction And like drugs <laughs> Will fucking kill you mm-hmm. Just Say all that to say um, I'm going on tour Trying to do the shit sober, um, uh, yeah. That's the main thing that's changed. The mm. price for shows went up, and yeah. So I'm gonna try to make my money off of that. That's
1: dope. Do you have uh, a, like, do you have like labels or like management type people <laughs> no. reaching out trying to do stuff with you? Because I feel like that would be that's fine. People who think I could help you with so your so that's career. funny.
0: Because um, I ran into this dude, Fred Coates, who's Juicy J's manager, and we had a conversation just about like. So people have been hitting you up, and I was like, "No,
1: <laughs> no, no one's
0: been hitting me up." And he was like, "Wow, like that's really weird. Like, why do you think that is?" Here's my thought: um, There was, um, th- they don't know that you can make that money yet. There was a, there was a some contestants from Rhythm and Flow that, that had a show, and like not a lot of people came to the show, and that's pretty damning or damning, like damning, yeah, damning, yeah. damning, damning. for like you to. Have this notoriety, success, and do a show, and then no one come. Um, so I think one reason is people don't know if they can, we can make their money yet. And the second reason, I listened to a New York Times podcast about the show. I
1: listened to it too. Shout out John Caramonica. That was a great is that analysis when he was with, of it.
0: Uh, Fraser Tharp. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they had a little thing there, and he was like, "Yeah, the people who like are on the labels aren't watching the show," and it's like, "Oh fuck, well, that's weird." Mm. So. If no one's watching the show and they and you can't make the money, yeah.
1: TV is just so fucking weird now because it used, like, if this show was on in 1998, then everybody would be tuning in to watch it mm. and it would be this shared cultural experience and mm. everybody would remember it. And, like, you know, even when I tried to talk about it on uh, my weekly podcast, The No Jumper Show with my co-host, some of them were like, I don't feel like they promoted it that well. Like, mm. I didn't even know it was up. And I'm like, it was right out there on netflix yeah, as soon as you turn it, on. it was on billboards i'm like i feel like mm-hmm. you know like when you put it front and center on netflix and it's got ti cardi b and chancellor rapper in the thumbnail mm-hmm. i mean what what else are they supposed to do you know they they put in work promoting yeah, well
0: like they said in the podcast they were like the three episodes a week kind of fucked them up too mm-hmm. because there was no time to be embraced with someone it was like i got kicked off all right bye nigga then I got these last couple of people, and it's the finale, and then that's it. And it's and like, oh, that must shit. have been
1: the weirdest part about me like hitting you up is that it's not like I hit you up the day that that episode yeah. hit, came out. I hit you up like weeks and yeah. weeks later when I got around to watching it, which I assume is what it's like for most people because there's just so much content.
0: Yeah, yeah. there was, and like uh, China and shit are just getting it now. Like France and like other oh, places wow. are just getting it right now. That's so hilarious. there's like a whole other slew of people hitting me up, but like yeah, they're. It was so unprecedented, that that type of show, that I don't think anyone knew how to deal with it. Like until the dude who won, until Smoke won, like London B just has that star quality already, people was gonna fuck with her. But until you got to like the very, very end, I feel like nobody knew what the fuck to
1: do and even in the first few episodes like I actually stalled out I watched a couple episodes and I stopped watching it and then I listened to some of that New York Times podcast and they were like the first the original episodes are not that good it gets a lot Mm. better as it goes Mm. on and that's what made me actually get back into it but that's pretty bad for a show to have like weak yeah. initial episodes and then have it heat up. It's gotta yeah. be super engaging these days if yeah. you want people to watch.
0: And I think they'll figure it out uh, next season. There was just a bunch of shit that was super first season type of shit. Like even our craft services were like trash <laughs> as fuck. We really? We had we had, <laughs> we had one bucket of cream cheese with a plastic knife in it and then bagels. And that was it. And oh the bagel, God. the cream cheese just like had the bagel crumbs in it and it was just like fuck. That's offensive at- right there, <laughs> bro. I remember asking like, what's up? And they're like, this is every first season of a type of show. Like they don't know if it's gonna like succeed. So that's where they cut the money too is craft circuses we had bagels and Orange juice boxes.
1: I am going to post mace myself a salad if you give me jail food <laughs> yeah. like that, bro. Fuck
0: that. Yeah, no, we had to. Yeah, we definitely had to. We <laughs> were just starving and then we would eat like in and out after, but yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. But w- were you there like a huge amount of time? Because that's one thing that I was thinking when I was mm. watching it is like knowing how TV typically is. I'm I'm assuming that they probably just filmed this in a few days. Or? So
0: this was, uh, nah, it was like a month of shooting for like the finale, of the the end of it. I um, was there for probably two weeks. Okay. And yeah, they they they're quick with it though. Like it was a lot. There's so much shit that they cut. Like I had to do a whole verse where they drove me out to like Santa Monica and I do a verse and I walk on the train tracks and shit. And that was like a whole day worth of shooting and they just cut it. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck, I, I could have used some of that verse in the battle. Like that's I was crazy. <laughs> I really wanted oh, to. Oh
1: man, that's going to suck <laughs> I was too. Like, God
0: damn it, man. Holy shit. Line, and it
1: must be so crazy too because it's like anyone know who knows how like Cardi B moves, it's like she doesn't move without purpose. Like her time is so valuable mm. that it's like you know, average like when you're shooting a TV show is like everybody's on set for twelve yeah. hours. Yeah, you're just doing whatever the fuck they tell you to do. I'm assuming it doesn't really go like that when you have three mega yeah, stars but, who have to be in the same place, you know.
0: There you know? were times, just a little backstory. There were times so so when we first like the 30 contestants, we make it to LA cool, and we walk into this like uh warehouse and it's King Los and it's Cardi, Chance and Snoop. Or no, uh Tip. Yeah. And we had to do that like three different times because we couldn't get everyone there at once. that's <laughs> all so we did it with Los and then we went back and then the next day we had to put on the same shit and then we did it with like them and then we Yeah, it was like a whole thing and there were multiple times where we had to like Oh, yeah, like, Cardi's supposed to be here. She was supposed to be here, like, X amount of hours ago. So, yeah, that was a whole thing. So, uh, shouts out to them, because they yeah. did it. But it was a production for that ass. And everyone keeps asking, too, like, did you get to meet cut them? Like, no, absolutely <laughs> not. We got to see them when we did our challenges. Hey, and then she left. And, and then they're just talking it. about you. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, fuck, man. Yeah, it was, that show was a trip. Wow. She, uh,
1: that's crazy. I wonder how you're gonna look back on this in like ten years.
0: I think about that shit all the time, man. <laughs> That's so crazy. I think about that shit all the time because it's a reality TV show. This shit might age horribly. Mm. That shit might age terribly. Jersey Shore. Yeah, the White
1: Rapper show. That they were talking oh, about all the. About? <laughs> and I remember, and it's like I I remember watching yeah. the White the White Rapper show and loving it, but I don't. I didn't understand why I loved it so much, and now when I think back on it, it was so well so. done. Was it? I, I think so, because they were really like, like they talked about this on that New York Times yeah. podcast, but like it was very well done in the sense that they were very open and clear about Conscious a white person's and, yeah, role right. in hip-hop, right. and it, it sort of explored that, and yeah. they had a lot of really funny characters, yeah. you know?
0: Yeah. Well, we'll see how this shit ages. Um, whole thing is, I did my thing. So yeah. if it if it a if the whole thing ages poorly, that is what it is, I doubt my audition. I doubt what I did will age. I
1: think your performance was yeah. timeless stuff. Thank you, man. Yeah, for sure. It's actually it's funny though because Making a, a TV show, a really good TV show, and making a successful rapper out of the winner of that show are two very different things. Because mm-hmm. when I say that, I thought that the the White rapper show was like incredible when I look back on it, and it's like we're still talking about it all the, all this time later. But who the fuck? Like I, the, the dude Shamrock won, yeah, no, but no, I mean, no. it's not like he has a massive yeah. career. Yeah, not
0: at all. Yeah, yeah and. For d Smoke, I think he has it set up right now where he he will have a massive career, mm. but yeah, I I was scared about it like, yeah, not translating like it could have easily just not translated. People just like how my social media followers and people who like my music are different. People might have fucked with D Smoke on that show, but if he didn't get if he wasn't like polished enough, maybe I was like, fuck him. Yeah, but. I think he'll have a massive career.
1: I think he just needs the right like team around him to basically like help put his stuff out because it's like you know th- there are like he's comparable to somebody like a Kendrick or a J. Cole mm-hmm. or whatever who is like a deep introspective artist who I think could make great art. He just needs like a machine around him that'll allow him to think do that. Who do you will
0: blow up out of everyone? <sighs> I have my. I think it's London.
1: Yeah, I wonder with her.
0: Yeah, I think it's London.
1: Picking. Successful like female rappers is like infinitely complicated mm. because they're mm. all sort of straddling this line between like You know character slash mm. like sex appeal and then the art. Yeah Her her music was super dope yep. and she's very pretty. Yep. You just wonder like what exactly? People are looking for what they need. I mean pick picking what rappers are gonna succeed is so goddamn yeah. hard <laughs>
0: Yeah, just in general. It's oh, like a yeah. reality show, just, just in general. Yeah. And then the other thing I'm actually really excited about for the show is there's definitely like a collaboration of people on that show that if maybe two to three people <laughs> combined that will make some amazing shit. Mm. I don't think we've got there yet, but like there there's some people that need to work together on that show that could make some amazing shit.
1: I would love for it to become like a double XL cover type thing mm, where yeah. every year you look at who the class was that came that's out great. that year and that's a great idea. you know that would be pretty iconic idea, if it repeated no, that much
0: idea. and I think the, the other thing I'll say about this show too is for me the competition started now like this mm, is when the competition starts. this is very true you know like the whole like you got All these challenges, do all that shit, cool, but that shit's done now. Who's going to be the one that sticks around the most? Mm -hmm. And that's where I'm at right now. I'm trying to be that dude. Right. I lost. Shit. (laughs) But you got a lot more
1: eyeballs on you now. So if you make the the piece of content, Mm -hmm. you got a a much better ability to spread that. That's
0: where that's where the shit starts.
1: That's dope. I actually I like that aspect of the show that it wasn't like oh there was no assumption that or you know it it would have seemed preposterous if ti was like now you're gonna be one of the biggest rappers in the world D smoke (laughs) and here is millions of dollars and all the riches of the world like we've unlocked your career for you it was no it was like Mm -hmm. here's some money yeah go figure it out we believe you have a good chance but you're gonna have to figure out yourself from here
0: no yeah well and yeah once again i have no doubt he he'll make it but I think yeah, I think I got this shit. I think I'll be the one that sticks around the most. Uh, As crazy as that shit sounds, (laughs) I just I have that feeling.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're just like a a dope rapper in general. Like, like how how would you describe your style? Like, I mean, it's kind of
0: hard to put a finger on. It, it it varies from from album to album. Uh, right now, I'm super E Forty Mac Dre Bay influence. Right now, oh, like really? that's just where I'm at. I grew up creatively in the Bay. Like my all of my upbringing, even from E uh, X Rated, I was listening X Rated shit as six years old. Like wow, <laughs> definitely should not have been listening. to That's X-rated. crazy. Um. So yeah, the, the, right now I'm in that like Bay Area Northern Cali type of rhyme scheme nice yeah that's
1: interesting you got on a little bit different direction when you look back at your stuff from like four or five years ago it was oh, yeah. very like sort of i, I don't want to like pander and say it was like conscious type stuff Ooh. or whatever but you were very you well,
0: know no that's and bring up x-rated again so the album the four song ep my very first four song ep was the perils and it was I wrote it entirely while I was homeless. Just oh, completely okay. homeless. Wrote every song in the backseat of my car.
1: How much that video cost you?
0: Uh, the Perils video, oh, not much. Not oh, much. Okay. It was, it's probably on the homie's credit card right now. But if, that was my. <laughs> we just shot in every place that I actually lived. So there was no like. There's no big cost. It was pretty much just the cameras. Oh, okay. But the reason I fuck with X-Ray so much, too, is because he heavily influenced that album of being in your environment, rapping about your environment, and seeing the authenticity that comes from that. And me being homeless as fuck, writing an album while I was homeless as fuck, you can call it conscious or whatever. I don't think X-Ray would call his shit necessarily conscious. It just was real rap mm. and that, that that term might be overused and it's probably used incorrectly like oh no this isn't real rap but real rap in the terms of i live this shit this is the art that i made from it mm. so yeah i wouldn't say conscious but that's where i was four years ago
1: right yeah that's dope man um if people want to catch up with you instagram is
0: old man saxon instagram twitter if y'all still use Facebook, that's sad. But I do too. I'm freshly on Facebook. Man, I just like, started just going start hard it? with
1: it. Well, I mean, I've had one forever, but we've just started like putting all the interview clips up from these interviews on there and shit. I think
0: that's actually where I found the X-rated interview. Really? Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, you got one. <laughs> you got one for me. That's dope. Um, well,
1: X-rated, I, I I noticed that he's pretty heavy on Facebook, so he probably was sharing it because I don't even think we got around to posting it yet. I don't think it's cut it was up yet. x yeah. That's, that's tight. Yeah, I mean, I love a I love a older crowd that you might be able to get on Facebook. Yeah, That's kind of intriguing yeah. because I'm interviewing all these grown-ass rappers and I won't really, like, get as much credit for it. I'm like, well, the adults are on Facebook. Yeah. Maybe I should <laughs> yeah, go hard on, go on Facebook. Facebook.
0: Yeah, you get some grandmas, too. Yeah. And then Peacock Honey, the album I just released, and I have a show. Y'all won't see this, but I have a show tonight. Sorry. <laughs> I'm excited to see
1: uh, how, how it goes. You gonna come? I don't think I can because I have to stream. I just turned down Dame Dash on tonight because wow. I have to live stream for the people. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Turned down Dame Dash. Can well, y'all beef now? <laughs> no, oh, we're permanently beefing. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> I forget sense. that when I tell people that I have, like, That I was just like talking to Dame Dash. Like, I saw somebody I hadn't seen in a while, and I was like, oh man, listen to what Dame Dash just (laughs) said to me. And he was just like, you're just texting Dame Dash? (laughs) I'm like, that is kind of crazy. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy as fuck, man. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Old Man Saxon, I appreciate you, bro. Hey, appreciate you. Thank you you so much for coming through. It was a good combo. Yeah, for sure. And everybody, if you want to let us know who we should uh, interview next from Rhythm and Flow, which I believe is a hip hop dynasty in the making. Okay. <laughs> I wonder if they're gonna have the same judges though. I don't think so. They're not gonna I be able to keep. Would. You think they will? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I I also love the quarter million dollars for the prize because of the fact that Cardi B gets like over a million dollars yeah, per she show. Just
0: gave... <laughs> she just gave Offset quarter million dollars
1: is a shitload of money to um, almost everybody besides the three judges of that show.
0: <laughs> <For sure. laughs> that's real. Yeah, that's.
1: Uh... <laughs> uh, appreciate you, man. Old Man Saxon, No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Like, comment, subscribe. NoJumper.com if you want to support. You want to go get my girlfriend's shirt that I'm wearing right here? Oh, that's cute. Boom. I'm going to go eat some almonds.